Hey guys, welcome back to Intentional. My name is Maria and I am your host. Also, I own a business called One Ray Journal that creates personal growth products such as guided journals and intention gratitude card decks and basically all the tools that you need to achieve your goals and live your best life. So on that note, our show is an extension of that to share with you some of my favorite routines, tools, experiences, and more that will help you to live a more fulfilled and enjoyable life. Today, I want to talk all about grounding techniques as our newest collection of grounding journals launched last month and are a super big success. Basically, I created them because a friend and I were talking last summer and she was like, I have 10,000 things on my plate that I have to do for work. And she plays an instrument and she also does photography. And she's like, I can't even find 10 minutes in my day to dedicate to those. And if I did, the creative spark isn't there. And I think this is common for so many people, especially women, because we have so many responsibilities in our lives when it comes to work and family and home. And I feel like even just making it to the gym and cooking a good meal from home is also like an accomplishment. If I can do that in my week, then we're doing pretty good. And how are we supposed to really live our best lives if we're not focusing our creative energy in the right direction, or if we're not even able to muster up creative energy to begin with. And so as we were talking, I was telling her, you know, there's this whole thing, and I'm going to talk about this so much. So if this is the first time you've ever heard it, and it doesn't make sense, then don't worry. Um, there are two sides of your brain. Most of us have heard like thinking with the left side of your brain and thinking with the right side of your brain. So to keep things simple, the way that I see it is the left side of your brain is your logical side. So it's productive, it's practical, it writes things on a to-do list and also crosses them off. And the right side of your brain is the part that is the dreamer. So it's the part of you that's creative. When you think back to your childhood and what you used to play with, like for me, I used to have a band with my neighbor friends and like I always wanted to be a singer and so I'd spend my time songwriting, and dressing like an actress or a singer and I would just find any excuse to like feel like a celebrity. <laughs> that was how we played when I was little. So if you think back to what you used to play when you were little or um, what do you like arts and crafts? Do you like photography? Do you like writing? Like what is your creative outlet? That right side of your brain is kind of what controls it or where it comes from. And if the left side of your brain is overworking, if you've got too much on your plate and you're running all over the place and there's too much to do and never enough time and you come home exhausted at night, then there's no place for your creative energy to thrive. So back in the caveman days, this side of our brain was wired so that we would find food and shelter and safety and once all of our basic survival needs were taken care of, that's when we could tap into that creative side of our brain. But it doesn't just happen. It's not a normal thing to just tap into the creative side, at least for most of us, especially when we're expected to handle all of these responsibilities that, let's be honest, most of our plates are just entirely too full for our own good. 
and there's no end in sight. We just keep saying, oh, I can't wait till next week when it's less intense. And then next week comes and it's not less intense. It's even more intense. And you're like, well, I'll get a break in between Christmas and New Year's. And if you're like me, I schedule all of my coffee dates and friend dates during that time. And I'm like, I'm still exhausted. This was supposed to be a week of rejuvenation. And I'm just kidding. I love my friends and I'm happy to do that. But my point is that there's just never an end in sight. And so how can we really get a hold of our creative energy? And even more than that, not just creativity, but feeling less stressed. I think most of us need that in our lives. Whether we feel it or not, most of us are so stressed out and we don't even know it. We don't even know what signs to look for. Like for myself, I notice I get really worked up in traffic when I'm stressed out. Like I am MFing every person next to me. And then I'm like, why? I don't have to do this. And when I'm in a good, healthy headspace, I don't really care about the people driving around me. I kind of just let it go. But when I am ungrounded, I get real fired up real quickly. So that short fuse, I start to get resentful of my work because there's so much of it and I've overloaded myself and now I have to do the work, like damage control and basically unload it from myself. And so I've gotten really good at figuring out how that works. But, you know, it's a work in progress. I'm, I'm good at it for the moment, but then it will change come, I'm uh, recording this in December. So come January when we have the new journals, the podcast, you know, 10,000 things going on. And so it kind of changes with the season. So long story short, we're going to talk about some grounding techniques that you can implement in your life based on experiences that I've had and some ways that I have found work for me. And for the record, this past year, 2022, has been my most successful year in business by a landslide. And also, I've prioritized rest more than ever. So coming from an extremely busy person, because not only do I do journals, but I also work a day job and freelance on the side to pay my bills. And so if I can do it, I feel like anybody can. I mean, I don't have kids, so I can't speak for those of you who have kids. But if I can manage my schedule in a way that I can find a good amount of time to rest, then I think it's possible for you too. So let's dive in. My morning routine today looks completely different than it did previous to 2020. So for a little bit of background, I worked about 40 hours a week from 2016 when I graduated from college to 2020. And then during the shutdown, my hours got cut. I kind of did video chat with my physical therapy patients from home. And then I started doing some freelance on the side of um, working on people, stretching people. And today I work three days a week at my job. I freelance two days, sometimes three. And I do journals and podcasts and writing and all of the things in between that. So when I say literally anyone can do this, if you even have a semi-busy schedule, I'm not lying. Last year, I stopped taking birth control. Now, I didn't do it for any reason other than the fact that I learned what it was doing to my body and I didn't want to continue that for the safety of my health now and in 10, 20, 30 years. You do you. 
it helped me for many years, but it was time to transition off of it. That's a story for another day because I definitely want to share some things with you regarding that. That's just a whole, whole nother episode. So previous to getting off of birth control, I was able to wake up at 5 a.m. on the dot every day, no problem. That's because I was taking a synthetic hormone. And there are plenty of women who are not on the pill who can still wake up early, but since transitioning off of it, and I had like a whole morning routine where I would drink coffee and journal and read and all the things. Since transitioning off of it, I need so much sleep. And I read this is because of how our hormones are created and I guess, you know, cortisol levels matter a ton and your nutrition and when you sleep, all of your levels get replenished and it just helps to regulate hormones. And so from the day that I got off of the pill, I was on a mission to regulate my hormones, which means caffeine control, blood sugar control, sleep, making sure all of these things are in check. Because when a woman's hormones are not balanced, watch out. So I sleep a lot. I sleep so sometimes, you know what, actually two nights ago, I slept 12 hours. Last night, I slept nine until 730 this morning. I do not wake up early. I can't wake up at five unless my body forces me to, but I've just learned that the value of getting more sleep and skipping the morning, and I know so many people are going to disagree with this, but skipping a little bit of time in the morning to replenish for sleep is super important for me right now at 27 years old. Maybe it's not for you, but just having a morning routine where I wake up slow, I have like a couple mantras that I say, I cook breakfast with my fiance, we eat together, and then I make coffee after that. So now I do not drink coffee on an empty stomach. That was a super hard transition, but when I got off of the pill, I got adult acne and I was bloated for like six months straight and all of these things happened and I learned that caffeine actually has more of an effect on you to maintain energy levels when you drink it two hours after waking up and even more so when you eat so you're not drinking the caffeine on an empty stomach. So that's my routine right now. Um, it is very flowy. It's not you sit down and read for five minutes, then you journal, then you meditate. It used to be, but it's just not what I do now. And so much of my day is so structured and I have to use my brain a lot that I just decided that the mornings I want to be a nice, beautiful, flowing wake up and not so structured as it used to be. So the grounding part of that for me is to wake up on a more normal time schedule so that I feel more energized um, throughout the day. The next grounding routine that I have been absolutely loving lately is cooking from scratch. So this is something that I've learned the back way because I'm a vegetarian and I don't eat a whole lot of gluten. So most people learn how to cook the right way first and then make the tweaks. I have done the opposite. But let me tell you something, I make some delicious food. I just perfected chocolate chip cookies, um, this vegetarian pot pie that I love and I've made like every single week for the last month. I make really good soups and stews and chilies. 
And I just have really found a groove with cooking from scratch and making it a thing. So when I cook from scratch, I typically do it on a Sunday when I have no other obligations. I don't have to worry about missing work to do it. I make food for like three or four days in a row so that I don't have to worry about it majority of the time because as much as I enjoy cooking, I don't want to do it for more than a like a day or two a week. <laughs> um, so I cook on Sundays and that is a time where I totally zone out. So I'm not checking my phone. I'm not worrying about work or stress or what should I do to be more productive or make more money. Like I just focus on what my hands are doing, where my feet are. That is the most important key when it comes to a grounding technique because maybe you hate cooking, but you love to be in the garden. That's the same kind of thing where you're stepping out of the rat race, the productivity, the mental to-do list, and just focusing on what you're doing in the moment. That is literally why I created our journals, to help people step out of their to-do list and into the present moment. Because when you think of what the writing prompts are for each page in the journal, you have to be present. You have to be in the moment and you get to enjoy and experience that, whether it's a memory from your childhood, the best gift you've ever received, maybe a compliment that made you smile. You can't help but not feel joyful when you're writing it. Okay, next up is selecting a card from our Intention Gratitude card deck. So if you're not familiar, I created a card deck last year that has 35 cards in each with an intention and corresponding gratitude statement next to it. So a few examples are intention. I choose to focus on all that is good in my life. Gratitude, I'm grateful for my life. Intention, I choose to spread love without expecting something in return. I'm grateful for my ability to show compassion to others. I choose to nourish myself with delicious food. I'm grateful for access to wholesome, balanced meals. So they're all basically a positive thought that helps you to keep it in mind to have a better mindset as you go about your day. And I have heard so many transformation stories with this one, like, oh my gosh, I was waking up so angry before work and now I keep a card next to my desk so that when I start to get worked up, I just calmly breathe and repeat the mantra, whatever it is. Um, I've just heard so many incredible stories about people finding deep value in these cards. And they're our bestseller. I'm so proud of them. I made them 100% by myself, which is insane because every other product I've had help with. <laughs> so it's a personal accomplishment in addition to helping people. But in all honesty, pulling one of these cards has fundamentally changed my mindset because even if you're a positive person or you have good habits or you're optimistic, you still have days where you just don't feel like doing the thing that you're supposed to do. And so when I pull a card... I have a direction in mind to focus my energy in. So today's card pull is, I choose to do something productive toward my goals and I'm grateful for my work ethic. I love that one because recording this podcast is not easy and editing it is definitely not easy, but it's productive for my goals and for growing our community and just sharing with you some things that I do to help feel more fulfilled and grounded and 
all the good things. So yeah, that's today's card pool. And I pull one every single day. Um, they're available for purchase on my website. They're all made in America. They're $15 and they are the best tool that you could possibly use to have a good day. Okay, let's talk about a common grounding practice, which is standing outside barefoot. So if you've never heard of this before, the basis of grounding is to connect yourself to earth. So in my hippie terms, if you've ever had one of those days where you're just confused, like mentally, you've got so much to do, but you don't know where to start, and you're working on 10 different things, and you're just so scattered. That's typically how I know it's time to practice grounding. When I feel too in my head, too scattered, too airy, or I'm starting to make dumb mistakes. And so by standing barefoot outside, you are basically tethering yourself to the earth to feel more calm, to tap into your lower chakras, to just feel more present in the moment. And most of the time, I know I keep saying that, to feel more present in the moment, but that is what most of us need in order to feel our best. So standing outside barefoot, whether it's rain, whether it's concrete, grass, sand, whatever the weather is like, I would not necessarily suggest doing it in the cold weather. But honestly, even then, because I was at the park last week with my friend and she frequently steps into the river like on the rock with her bare feet to practice grounding. And I was like, you know, I've seen you do this a million times on Instagram. I would like to try it. And when we stepped in, the water was ice cold. And about 20 seconds in, we were both standing there in silence. And I go, is this really uncomfortable for you? And she was like, no, actually, this feels pretty good. And I'm like, well, I think I'm gonna step out because I can't feel my fingers. And she's like, but your toes are in the water. I'm like, I know, I know. I think I'm going to step out now. So even then, it felt really good to do something outside of my comfort zone, even if it was highly uncomfortable. Um, I would suggest it if you're able to. So putting your bare feet in some sort of natural landscape can help you feel more relaxed while you practice deep breathing techniques. Next is one that my fiance and I made up where we call our couch like the battery recharge station and we both like to do this thing after a long day where we just like fall into the couch <laughs> and we watch TV there and we just we both like will say okay this is our time to just recharge our battery recharge our battery like we're on a battery recharging station I don't know if that's even a thing like you've plugged batteries and that thing into the wall and you know what I'm trying to say. And so whenever we're on the couch watching TV, I think about that. Like, oh, this is my time to fill up my battery after a long day of socializing. Because when we're with patients, I mean, we are talking to people all day long. So that's our time to really just fill ourselves up. And something about the metaphor of just collapsing into the couch and using it as a moment to refill for an hour or so at night is just a really nice, beautiful concept. So that's another grounding practice that I do. Um, another one is reading books about connecting to my spirit guides. So if you're not familiar, 
from my experience, your spirit guides are spirits that watch out for you, protect you, take care of you, help you. And I am in contact with mine every single day. I ask for their help, for their interference in my life, because they won't interfere in your life unless you ask them to. But every person is assigned, I think it's like three to five spirits to help them out, whether you call them guardian angels, guides, whatever. I have relied on mine so many times, even for something as small as finding a good parking spot or a good seat at an event or just little things like that, making sure that I didn't forget something in my car that I'm not totally sure that I grabbed. They have pulled through for me so many times and I'm so grateful for them. I asked them to intervene today and share with you anything that they thought you might need to know. When I read someone else's perspective of this, it helps me connect to them in my own way. Um, this is probably also another story for another day because I've had some wildly amazing experiences connecting with mine. So I'll wait to share more about that later. But yeah, or just meditating, taking a few moments to just be still and quiet and say thank you. Thank you for all that you've helped me with. Thank you for intervening when I didn't even know that I needed help or I didn't know to ask for help. Um, it helps me to feel very supported. And if you've ever heard of like Gabby Bernstein, she's an author and a spiritual teacher. She talks a lot about how good it feels to remember that help is available for you and how good it feels to be supported. Kind of like being in the warm sun on a summer day or drinking a really good cup of coffee or having a really beautiful hug with a friend. Like anything like that, you just feel so good, so supported. And so I seek out opportunities to feel that way and... My guides always, always follow through. One last grounding technique is a metaphor that I use when I'm laying in bed at night. Usually when I lay down, I pass out immediately because I'm so tired from the day. But sometimes my brain loves to dig up old, embarrassing memories of myself, like at the most inconveniencing time. What is that? Why does that happen, by the way? Asking for a friend. Um... And so I use this metaphor where I picture a windshield of a car. So you're at the gas station, you're looking at the windshield of the car, and someone dips that windshield washer tea thing, looks like a tea with the sponge on the one side, and starts stroking the car top to bottom horizontally. And then they use the other side to dry it, the rubber part, and I picture all of the suds just washing away every single embarrassing, not great memory that I have or anything that is replaying in my mind that does not belong there. I picture it washing that away. And I do this all the time. And even just talking about it, it makes me relax a little bit. It's a really beautiful way of just using something outside of yourself to metaphorically remove the energy and it works. So yeah, try this out, even if it's not like a bad memory, but it's just that you have too much on your mind or 
details to plan for an event or things to pick up after work and you don't want to forget, write them down and tell yourself, I'm going to get to this tomorrow and it's going to get done. I talk to myself often. Like, for example, I grind my teeth at night and so I started telling myself, I don't grind my teeth. We're not going to do that tonight. We've done it before. It doesn't work. My jaw is relaxed. I am at peace and I stopped grinding my teeth. And I'm not saying that it's that easy and it will work for you like that, but I talk to myself and things tend to go the way that I speak about them. So if you're stressing about something at night, I usually just say, you know, it's it's a lot on my plate. I'm very grateful to have a busy life and it will all get done. And I will plan differently next time so that I don't overwhelm myself quite so much. So hopefully that works for you. Those are just some examples of things that I do. Um, and I hope that they help. So if you enjoyed today's episode and got something out of it, please leave a review. Please share on your social, send to a friend. And as always, I appreciate your time and energy spent with us. I will see you next week.